What up, what up, what up? What up, everybody? It's your girl, Marquita, but they like to call me who? Miss Hollywood. You're tuned into yet another episode of So Hollywood, the podcast. Hey, is it me or is it? Uh. Is it me or is it? H O double. Uh huh. So Hollywood. Ah. So Hollywood. So Hollywood. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. What up, everybody? It's your girl, Marquita, but they like to call me who? Miss Hollywood. <laughs> Let me make sure that I am on the Wi-Fi because sometimes this thing gives me trouble and it is what it is. But once again, it's your girl, Marquita, but they like to call me who? Miss Hollywood. <laughs> You're tuned into another episode of So Hollywood, the podcast. So Hollywood, the podcast is a platform where everyone is treated equally and I bring them together with this thing called entertainment. Um, I have a recap. I had three dope artists um, in the building yesterday by the name of Tizzy, Huncho, and Vert. They are VA representatives. They just performed their newest single, Money Money. It'll be available on Tuesday. Yes, Tuesday, tomorrow. It will be available on all streaming platforms. Um, the actual performance, I will have out um, hopefully by Wednesday. I'm working on that. I do have a new video crew and a new video team that's helping me out with my visuals. So please bear with me as I am continuing to make changes right before your eyes. <laughs> but um, catch the latest episode of So Hollywood, the podcast on this Instagram page, as well as rewatch on YouTube. I'm also working on getting those YouTube videos up um, as we speak. This is actually the hundredth, hundred and I think the twelfth episode. Who who's counting? <laughs> Anyways, I know I'm not supposed to have gum. Hold on, y'all, because that's rude. But we're gonna this to the side. <laughs> Don't judge me. Judge your mama. Anyways, yes, uh, <laughs> follow me on Instagram, M-I-S-S-Hollywood313. Don't forget to follow the podcast, So Hollywood the Podcast. And go to www.allofhollywood.biz in order to book your interview with me, So Hollywood the Podcast. I've had so many great people come through. I had some um, some dope artists, some dope uh, comedians, some dope DJs, some dope groups, like I've had everything under the sun except um, I haven't had anyone from like EDM. I haven't had anyone, you know, from where, you know, I want to start doing reviews and so on and so forth. But we're going to get into that because I like to rant and talk about all types of other stuff. 
rather than talking about my podcast. But anyway, um, without further ado, I would like to introduce my guest. He is an artist, producer, writer, mental health awareness. He is, um, excuse me, a facilitator. He is a speaker. He is the owner of Vonnie Wayne Corp. And he just dropped an EP November the 21st and it's called I always be fucking some stuff up, but you can come on up here. It's called you, you, you listen. Then when you start looking at words and trying to say words and you start fucking up, but then, you know, your, your brain is telling you one thing, but your mouth is doing another is why you T E you underestimate these emotions. So without further ado, I'm going to bring my special guest up here. Give me just one moment. We have Mr. Sir Vaughn Wayne. Hello, K-Bear. Man, my tongue is way bigger than my mouth, and I'm just fucking all the way up. Excuse my language. But hi, how are you doing today? I'm good. How are you? Blessed and highly favored. Uh, Can't really complain. Um, You know. (laughs) Shout out to K. Shout out to Downtown World. She's dope. Shout out to K, Downtown World. She's working really hard. I appreciate everything she's done. Yes, yes. I appreciate her, too. She's in the building as well. And shout out to those that will come in throughout this episode. Um, but make sure I do say your name correctly because I fumble a lot. So just okay. make sure. I was laughing earlier when you were when you were stumbling on the U part. <laughs> I was actually very funny. <laughs> I was laughing really hard. I wish I was on camera for that. But um, yeah, it's because <laughs> I'm looking at it and I'm like, you, you, you. What? <laughs> yeah, that's funny. Um, so. So the way you pronounce my rap name is uh, Von Wayne. Von Wayne, okay. And uh, the project is called You. You got it right, and then you <laughs> messed yourself up, but you got it right the first time. Uh, Y-U-T-E. Uh, in, in, in Toronto, okay. that's a slang, you know, when people are like, Yo, what's wrong with this you? They always use, you know. Oh, wow. so. so that's where you originally, it, look. We're not gonna start this interview off like this today. We're not. I, and I didn't have any any alcohol. I didn't have or any nothing. other. Yeah, I'm just like it's all over the place. But we we're gonna get it. It's all good. It's all good. It's all good. <laughs> so let's get this interview started with my question that I ask all of my guests. Um, how did this thing called entertainment enter your life? Um, sorry. Um, so I grew up in a church. Okay. And um, my mother was a choir director. My auntie played for the choir. Uh, so I remember being stuck at church four or five years old on a Wednesday night after school. Other kids got to go home yes. and I was stuck going to church and spending hours sitting in the back of the choir room while my mom was trying to get these people to, you know, sing correctly. Yeah. You know, you gotta. <laughs> and so uh, watching my mom direct the choir and watching my aunt play, I started to get that like music bug was always there. Gotcha. Um, after that, my mom made me join the choir which I didn't want to do back then. I was so against it. And, um, but eventually I liked it. By the, by the age of, I'd say by nine, I was actually directing the children's choir. Really? At nine years old. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. But whenever they had special days, they would have, have a kid director. And so I would do that. So that's where it started. And then as I grew up, there were guys in the church that would rap. And I was always really into music. 
Um, and so I would say that, yeah, my, my entertainment buzz, the whole mindset of music and stuff all started in the church for me. Wow. So. Cause that's how most, if not all of my guests have kind of got their introduction to music. It's either through poetry. Um, mm-hmm. they were either in the band or like you said. Oh, I was in both. Yep. Band really? and choir. Wow. Yeah. I played, um, in band, I played, uh, trumpet, baritone, piano, the drums. And trombone. I play the I saxophone. Sucked the, I sucked at the trombone. I never got to do the saxophone. I, I wanted to, but our band had too many saxes and clarinets. Mm-hmm. And so they were like, when it was like time to pick, I'm like, oh, I'm doing the sax. They're like, no, you're not. We need some, <laughs> <laughs> we need some trumpeters. So I was like, ah, oh, this sucks. So they terrible. picked and choose? You didn't, you, you weren't able to like pick and choose your instrument? No, because at first it was one of those things where I didn't want to be in the band. Okay. And uh, so I got there last. And at that point, they had already filled certain slots. And um, it didn't work. And I hated I hated doing the trumpet because my lips were always too big for it. And you have to, like, really do this. Right. And so I'd go home with blisters on my lip. I'm like, this cannot be life. This is not right. This ain't, this ain't it. Right. <laughs> this ain't it. I used to hate it, you know, so... That was always what it was, man. Yeah. So, so um, can you remember like your your earliest fondest memory of like saying I can do this thing called entertainment outside of being in the church or being in the choir? Outside of it, when did I feel? Uh it was still within the church, okay. but I did a um my first performance, I think it was with a group of guys. Um, we called ourselves back then, I think we were trying to look for a name. And then, uh, we formed this group called Young Saints, which I'm still a part of. Okay. Uh, and we, de- I think we were 12 or 13 and we, we did a, we did an opening app for these other rappers that came in and, and did their thing. That, um, and when we got up there and we did our thing, man, the crowd got up and standing ovation. I got the bug. It was like a little, a little, a little tip. I was like, oh, what? This is how it feels? Right. It's amazing. You know, I remember like taking the mic and saying, I thought I, thought I was Mike, so I like walked out front. I'm like, oh yeah, and I'm rapping, I'm walking out. And I'm like, yo, I got this. <laughs> <laughs> so from that moment, I'm just like, man, this was it. This was it for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and then as, uh, as I continued to grow and our group got bigger and bigger and we started to, um, perform at all the different events and festivals and I see the competition because we used to be in all the competitions and I see other people and I'm like okay I, I don't feel like my my music is worse or better I think I'm on the same level and eventually it grew and got better and then I realized I can really do this more people started tuning into my stuff and all that so okay. yeah it was great now let's um pedal back a little bit how was okay. the entertainment scene growing up and you're you're from Toronto, correct? Toronto, Canada. Okay. Exactly. How was it growing up um where you where you're from? Oh man. Uh Toronto? Yeah. Okay, so back in the day <laughs> I I feel that and I'm gonna be honest, I mean Toronto has always been we call ourselves the screw space capital. Okay. Because the love out here is hard to get. Um mm-hmm. people from Canada like to see you make it in the States first. And then once you make it big over there then they respect you. And then when you go back home, you're like a hometown hero. But when you try to just make it in the city, especially back then, that was never the case. They'd be like, oh, you're just a regular guy. Like, they wouldn't support mm-hmm. you. You wouldn't get the love that you deserve. But then we would take our music to the state and they would love us out there. Right. And at the minute we got we got all of that respect, we come back here and they're like, oh, you're a hero. 
So I would say that um, music hasn't really been, I mean, now it's different and that's all thanks to Drake. We have to to thank him for everything he's done. He's opened the way. And there was a lot of guys before him, like Cardinal, there was like other dudes that kind of helped, but Drake is the one that really took it to that level where all these, now people can actually make a living and be big within the city and they can be a legend out here. Yeah, but it, that only happened within the last 10 years. It was never like that before. It was super hard. Wow. Super hard. We used to do everything we could to try and make it out into the state just so that we can get the love back home. Mm. It was hard. Big yeah. up still, by the way. I, I want to quickly shout out, yo. Okay. King Bola. Hey, thank you for this, uh, for this interview. It's amazing. Jermaine, I see you. Broadway Benson, Marley Unknown. These are all my label mates, by the way. Okay. So I'm just, you know, <laughs> giving my shout, out shout to out. <laughs> Yeah. Because it, for us, it's different. They tell us to, like, blow up in your city first before trying yeah. to move around, but still continue to move around just so you'll have the experience of seeing a Florida is like, seeing what yeah. Atlanta is like, seeing what a California is like. So just as long as you make it in your city first, then everything else around you should come. But it's all, it, I think it's transitioning transitioning to where you're saying as well because we're starting to seek outside of Virginia yeah. as a whole to, like, move around and try to figure out, like, where we belong because there's a lot of talented individuals here in Virginia. You know, we you hear us in songs. You see us on TV. Oh, yeah. It's like, it's oh, man, so I love Virginia. I love Virginia. They, 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 they love us out there. The last time I was in Virginia is when I uh, I did a song with uh, Malice. Really? Uh, you did it? <gasps> yeah, we did a song honey. with Malice. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So we did a song with Malice. We even we flew him out here. We did a concert with him out here. It was like it was like 4,000 people. It was blessed. We were on stage. It was cool. I saw, I saw the footage somewhere online. Yes, yeah, it was great. It, it was great. Yeah, I will, for sure. Wow. For sure. That's amazing. Yeah. So I know, and he's a, and he's a legend w- within itself. Like having being this, so I know VA. I love you guys. <laughs> <laughs> so when, love when, you guys out there. when were you able to be exposed to the other genres of music? Because I know you were heavy into the church, and I'm heavy, sure I'm yeah. sure you still are. And mm-hmm. you know. When did the outside music become like an influence for you? And and who is your influence on? The, I don't want to say outside music because that just it just seems weird. But you know, if you understand what 100%. I'm saying. Well, if you're if you're in the church, uh, you call it secular music. Okay. That's how you... Okay. That 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 sounds even worse. <laughs> it's worse. It sounds oh, it's ten times worse. But like you like that secular music, yeah. that worldly music. Oops. Nah. Um. To be honest. <laughs> to be honest. Um. My my start with, with that type of music actually started still in the church through Kirk Franklin. Wow. So if you know if you know Kirk Franklin's music, he was he's definitely I don't care what anybody says he's the biggest gospel artist of all time. Big fact. There is nobody bigger than than than, than Kirk Franklin. But what he's known for is for remixing songs that are secular, right? right? That are already right. out there. He'll remix them and put a gospel spin on them. Correct. So when I started to discover, when I loved his music from when I was a child. Um, and when I started to discover his music even more and look deeper into it and realize his samples that he was using, it would just lead me down that hole. I'm like, okay, so we can merge the two worlds together. They don't have to be so separate. Right. And that's where it started. All with Uncle Kirk, man. That's it. Shout out to Uncle Kirk, man, if wow. you ever see this. Yeah, so it was, it was great. And he's a, by the way, I shot him out. He's an amazing dude. I learned a lot of games from him. 
uh, did a couple shows, opened for him, uh, spoke with him, amazing guy. So he really, and he's the most humble. I always find that the biggest artists I meet are the most humble. Mm. It's always, always, yeah, he, he was amazing. He was great. I wonder. Yeah, yeah I wonder. So how, he got, how he my did. start came from him when it came into traveling into that world. Yeah. All all Kirk Franklin. <laughs> That's amazing. And now you asked you asked me about the, the artists I look up to now. Yes, yes, yes. So yes. I'll throw him in there. Um, of course, gotta pay homage and, 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 and respect Drake. That is our, our, our city hero. Now I'll continue on that line and say Justin Bieber, The Weeknd, Tory Lane. Mm. Uh, if I bring it back to rap, I really enjoy J. Cole. Okay. Um, I love the I love the stories he tells. I love Kendrick's flow and his uh, <laughs> the way he just brings things together. Yes. Uh, changes his voice. It'll be like five different voices on a track. Yes. You're like, who's it featuring? All Kendrick. Love that <laughs> about. <laughs> love that about him. Thanks. Love that about him. Um, he he really is is something else. And then let me see what I used to. More so back in the day, like when he first came out, Big Sean. Okay. I thought Big Sean's punchlines were, when he would say certain things, I was like, how did he think of that? As a fellow MC, I was always blown away uh, by uh, Big Sean. And um, then when I go outside of that, I, my influences are not just stuck with hip hop. Um, I love, um, <laughs> if I were to say influences, I say Destiny's Child, which people would never, never even expect me to say. Right. But because I like melodic music, okay. Uh, okay. I like to incorporate those things into my music. I uh, love Michael Jackson, love Prince. Um, yeah, and I'm really an old school kind of guy, you know, when I really like sit down, I'm listening to Gladys Knight in the Pips, I'm listening to Diana Ross, I'm listening to Chaka Khan. Like, that's really what my, if I check my playlist right now, that's usually what I'm going for. And then, uh, another person I'll add is Kate Trinata. He is his vibe and his sound. Another fellow Canadian. He's okay. from Montreal. Okay. Uh, he's more of a producer, but his beats are just so vibey and it's like it's like house music. So mm. I say though, prior to put it in a, in a nutshell, I put those Dang. together. Oh my so, goodness! So, yeah. and also, how how was your support system? growing up as well as how is it today because i always ask my guests the these questions because my platform is more so you know getting to know you as a human and stripping you away of okay. all of your superpowers so to speak <laughs> and um, which is dope you know, i love that getting to know you as a human so talk about like your support system how it, how it was and how it is to this day how it is now so uh, like I said before, back in the day, Toronto wasn't necessarily the place where you would get the most love. Right. Actually, I, I got the most of my love was across the border in New York. Mm -hmm. I had a pretty good fan base from my group, Young Saints. We had a pretty good fan base in Buffalo, New York. And so we go there once a year. It was it was New York, Washington, Virginia, and Florida, where we used to go multiple times a year and do all of our shows out there. And um, at one point, I was thinking of moving to Florida. My uh, my partner and I we were going to move to Florida and get a place out there because the love out there was amazing. We're like, we never saw this back home. It's crazy. But um, luckily for me, my mom was always a big supporter of me growing up. She was always like, that's my baby. You know, like, yeah. go get <laughs> uh, So <laughs> that was how it was back then. Um, since then, until like until now, I've found a... Um, I formulated a good team. So I have a, I have a team of writers, 
artists, um, different genres. We have like uh, Rafik the Ghoul, who's a rapper. We have King Bola, who's a rapper. Marley, you know, she's an amazing writer and an R&B uh, a, a singer. We have um, Seth Rose, Bobby Benson. These are all guys that we sit down in the studio now. We have a whole team. When we, They're all here in the chat as well. When we sit down, oh, I am Don Mills, my guy. Shout out. He's in Florida right now. He's doing his thing. Um, he's actually signed to, you know who Boy Wonder is? Yes. yes. Yeah, so he's a producer under Boy Wonder's. A label, oh, so you know he got some big names. In, I know that's look. right. Talk that talk, talk that talk now. <laughs> so, um, so the the support system, even like that, like um, uh, teaming up with people, with guys like I am Don Mills, and um, having guys that even if like they they listen to my stuff, they let me know this is whack, this is amazing. I never had that back then. Now, right. uh, because Toronto has become a staple in the music industry. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're finding a lot of support within your own community, at home, in your own city. Uh, people believe in you more now as mm. opposed to before. So I have a solid team now that has come together. And uh, it's really, the, the support's amazing. I could never imagine dropping my first EP and getting 6,000 um, streams in the first week. Wow. Yeah, never, never. As a, new, as a new artist, I've been around for a while as part of a group, but this is my first time being like solo on my own. So to have that support, is just, it's been amazing. Mm. It's been, yeah, support's real out here now. And I love it. When when did you branch off from that group? Um, It's funny. I branched off just to drop my solo stuff, but we're still working on music. So mm. my group, Young Saints, we're dropping two projects next year that oh. we're actually we're working on. We got funding from the government for it, so it's a good look. Okay. But um, as he went off to do his own thing, I started to do mine just for like a bit, and I wanted to really stick to uh, working with other artists and helping them get to where I am, but faster than it took me, right? Because I've been doing this since I was 13. I'm 31 now. So really? I've been, yeah. So I've been I've been really pushing for years. And so now I really want to get people that have as much talent as me or even more to where I am, but a lot faster by connecting them to producers and people who I know that are in the game uh, and help them to shine a lot faster than it's taken me to get to where I am now. When you say it out loud, you 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 started at thirteen. Now you're thirty one. Just looking yeah. at those numbers to me, it was just like that's that just like had a oh a big <laughs> moment for me. I'm like, wait a minute, that's I don't I don't know what kind of message that is, but it's a message because <laughs> I'm one of those you know firm believers of you know finding the aura about people oh, yeah. and just you know seeing things in 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 you know. I don't know how KRS once said it. Um, you can you can close your eyes and say a word, not speak it, but you can actually see the word, yeah, and actually hear it, but you don't hear it, if that makes sense. So everything yeah. everything that you just said with the thir- thirteen to thirty one, it just said, "Bing!" Something just came. So y'all better play that number tonight. I'm telling y'all, thirteen and thirty one about to come out. <laughs> thirteen and thirty one. Play those numbers. What's up, Christian? I see you. <clears throat> but, yeah, <laughs> but you've been doing it so long. How what what gave you the passion to continue to push forward with this thing called entertainment? Because I'm sure you've had some bumps in the road when it 100%. comes to it. So talk about that. Talk a little bit about you know. Um, I know you you you're a mental health. You know you're very aware aware about your mental health now. Talk about yeah. how that became very important or you know pivotal in your in your life. Um, being a, a kid from Toronto, uh, there's a lot of, uh, 
promises that are made. Uh, at first, when you get any kind of look from the States, you're just like, wow, this is it. My big break is how it's going to be. Yeah. Um, uh, part of my group, we, we were, we, we've been signed to at least three different record labels. Um, we were, we were under Malice's management for a bit. We were signed to Universal. We've been signed to Sony. We've been signed to, yeah, a lot, right? But it, so the, when you, when you get signed, you feel like this is it. I'm about to blow. But people don't realize that the work is about to, is about to start. It starts when you get signed is when it starts. Like people say that when you get, when you get drafted to the NBA, you know, you work, you feel like you worked your whole life to get there. But once you get there is when it starts. It Thanks. doesn't start. You got there. Okay, cool. You get that one check. You made it. But now it's like, what do you do next? You can go there and flop and ride the bench for four years, get dropped and go down to the G League. But you have to now put in the work. Um, artists don't, artists feel the same way. They feel like they get signed and they've made it. They, they start to chill and relax. And mm-hmm. that's not how they start it works. buying the cars, the jewelry. 100%. 100%. <laughs> you're so broke when yeah. you do all that stuff. Right? <laughs> So because we understood the game, we used to get signed and not take advances. We would just say, okay, we want promotion and marketing, but we don't want to be indebted to anybody. We also don't want to give you access to our name. We don't want to give you uh, control of the music we made before. Because we've actually got, we got, our, I don't know if I get in trouble for this, but Uh-oh. we got, um, we got, we had a deal with Sony. Mm-hmm. I won't mm-hmm. say which, which, which label on Sony, but we got a deal with Sony and they wanted to give us, um, I think it was 75k for all of our backlog, but we couldn't have we we would have access to none of it whatsoever. They wanted the masters for all of that, and they wanted to own our name. So if we ever left them, we would no longer have our names anymore. And I was like, that makes no sense to me. I can I can work I can work uh, at a job that pays well and make seventy five thousand dollars for the year. So getting that mindset like, oh, I'm gonna sell everything for that. It isn't it. And then there's two of us. So we're splitting that in two. We're paying our manager and doing it makes no sense. It's not worth it. But right. a lot of artists, like I don't know if you if you saw the Meg the Meg the Stallion deal that she was talking about, how her deal was so terrible. I think oh. she got less than hundred K. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. it was like terrible. And even now she made all this money for the labels and was still getting peanuts. Yeah. You know, a lot of these big time rappers are making less than someone that works a nine to five. You just don't know it because the image makes you feel like all oh, these guys are, they've made it. They're making all this money. They're really not. They're making less. I, Quentin Miller, after that whole thing that happened with Drake and Quentin Miller and Meek Mills and stuff, mm-hmm. I saw him in 2019. I was at a, I was at a, the marquee and he was there. We were talking and he just works a regular job now, you know? So yeah, you never, you never really know. <laughs> it's, it's one of those things. Yeah. Wow. It's one of those things, man. It's one of those things. So. Oh my gosh. That, yeah. That now that is a different ball game, <clears throat> right? So a lot of false promises are what's made, and so uh, you get your hopes up and you feel like you're, you're about to make it and you're about to do this and do that, and then when it doesn't fall through, also a lot of um, labels like to shelf their artists, so they'll sign yeah. you and they'll promise you a bunch of things, and then you're waiting, you're waiting a month and two months and five months and eight months, and you're like, how come nothing's come out? And they just shelf you put you in the back burner, yeah. you know, want you to make hits and give it to their main artist while you sit in the back. Yeah. So uh, that can be a mental strain on you. You know, over time, you're seeing uh, certain, I say promises not, not, not come through. You have an image of where you want to be and you're not there yet. A lot of people yeah. give up or they feel like, oh, this is not for them. But I always saw the, the, the light at the end of the tunnel and just felt like I was, I was always meant to do this and I just kept pushing. Mm. So, Mm. Yeah. 
<clears throat> so you know a lot about the business and how important it is to have a good team around you and to have good publishing and so on yeah. and so forth. Can you yeah. elaborate a little bit on that for those that are tuned in now that may be wanting to do the same thing that you're doing now as an artist? Um, can you can you tell how important it is for you to do your publishing, uh, read your paperwork, pay somebody to read your paperwork? Oh, man. You know what I mean? If you have to pay like 10 people, shit. Oh, do it. Do the what thing you is, got is, to do. Unless you went to school for law, um, thanks. I am Dana Ross. Appreciate you. <laughs> Appreciate you. Uh, she has a wicked, a wicked, uh, uh, hairline that she's out here promoting. So I'll give her a shout out to that. Um, yeah, that hundred dollars that it's going to cost you to pay a lawyer to look over your work might feel like a lot if you don't have it, but it'll save you your life in the future because a lot of us don't know anything about paperwork and we don't even read. What did Kanye West say? You know that ends don't read. <laughs> hey, don't you throw in contact at me? You know we don't read it. We see the dollar sign. We're like, okay, where can I sign? Facts. But I mean, we don't know what's in that paperwork. A lot of this, uh, what do they call it? Legal jargon. Yes. Uh, that you don't understand, and you're mm -hmm. like, before you know it, you've given them your whole life, mm -hmm. and you have no idea what they say. You sign with, sign with, with the devil because they control it. One of the one of the um one of the funniest. Well, I wouldn't say call it funny. Um. There was a contract we had, and uh, they told us in the contract, it said, I'll paraphrase it. It said, we are allowed to use your image and your video to gain notoriety or publicity or whatever it is at the artist's expense. So pretty much whether it's negative or positive, you've given us permission to take that image and do whatever the hell we want to do with it to get you views and to get you noticed. They never wow. said if it was going to be good or bad. So they literally, asked, they you were we were signing off permission for them to take whatever they want of us and put it, whether it's uh, false rumors or it could be uh, old picture, news, anything, yeah, anything. They 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 ask for permission for you to sign over that they can take it and use your image however they want to get you where they want. You see all these all these um artists are out here and they are like. Uh, they're, they're, they're living their life, they're doing well, and then five years later, a picture of them doing something outrageous yeah. comes out, and you're like, why is this circulating? But what does it do? It gets them in the news. It gets them publicity, you know? They might have a record On coming out, and now all of a sudden... Or something. Mm -hmm. Exactly. All of a sudden, something's coming out, but now there's, like, this negative publicity. And what do they say in the, in the industry? All publicity is good publicity, no matter whether it's good or bad. Mm. So... They actually have that in the contract. And if you don't read that properly, you sign you sign that over. Now you're on social media trying to fight it, and no There's one's nothing to you. you can do at There's all. Do at that point, <laughs> it's too late, right? So they, as an artist, you need to pay that money to a lawyer, mm. pay it to your publicist, pay it to your publishing to do things for you. A lot of people want to do it. I'm self-made. I did it all, all on my own, and that's fine if you can do it. But if you can't, pay somebody that work uber for for two days and and uber and make that 200 dollars and then go use that money and pay you need to pay to keep yourself straight you don't want to mess yourself up yeah even if you have to trade 
something bond. Uh, what is it called? Barter. Do the barter Do system is, is open to this day. Like I still use the barter system. If you know your worth, if you know your value, that's first and foremost. That's what you have to have to, have to know. You have to know your worth and your value and your worth are two different things. So you have to know yeah. both of them because once you put a value on yourself, there's no, you know, there's no limit. There, you know, the sky's the limit. Technically the sky is definitely not the limit because it's definitely more up there and it's more down there, but we're not going to get into <laughs> we're not going to get into all of that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Exactly. So right now, um you you said uh you had mentioned is it is it Von Von Wayne Von Wayne Von Wayne, Von Wayne Corp? Corp. Okay, so yeah. talk a little bit about that. When you established that, um is this is this your company? Yeah. Your your label or talk yeah. a little bit about so, um what so Von, Von Corp so Von, uh, Von, Wayne, Von Wayne Corp is a I, it's a label, but I, it's a developmental label. I, 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 I started. Right. Okay. Um, I started with uh, my boy uh, Torian Ford, Mr. T. Ford. He is also the creator of M3 Publishing. They're in here somewhere. Um, so I started with him, and it was to help artists develop. It's all about developing. So I'm not a major mm-hmm. label where I'm not giving out record deals or anything. My whole purpose is to help artists learn how to count, learn how to. Uh, put a song together properly. Learn how to send an uh, EPK. Goddamn it! <laughs> <laughs> how to how to do an EPK? You know how Ooh. to get a, a a whole project together instead of just doing singles. You know where to put a hook and where to put a verse or where to where to end the verse. The you know? foundation um, of what you need to know as an artist. As a, exactly. You know how to what to put up as an image for your for your uh, Instagram or your social media, what to say, what not to say, almost like media training. Mm. So I started I started this whole um, development label to help develop the artists so that they can go on to bigger and better things. I'm not mm. trying to hold anybody. My goal is that every single person that's signed to me mm-hmm. can be bigger and, and huge. I want a bigger label to sign them. I want them to do big things independently, but as long as they can start here and learn the fundamentals before mm-hmm. they go out in the world and they and they kill it. So that's why I, I work with anybody. Um, right now, I have a couple guys. I have uh, King Bola, I have Marley Unknown, I have Steph Rose, I have Rick the Ghoul, I have Broadway Benson. Um, working with uh, Lisa and um, Lisa Cole. There's a few people that we're, we're working with right now, so I'm shouting them out. But also develop them. My biggest thing is you guys get good, do your thing, get big, and if you guys have a good heart, you won't forget me. Facts. That's about it. Mm. That's about it. I'm not locking anybody into no 360 deals. I'm not <laughs> trying to control anybody's right. thing to help you. So I am the person with our team. You 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 you'll record in the studio, put something out, and we'll 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 be straight. We'll be like, mm, that's not it. That's not going to be a hit, or that's not good. Say this differently. Choose a different beat that works with your image. Figure out what your style is. Right. All that, or even down to your pictures. They'll post a picture, and we'll be like, mm, "Take that down. It doesn't look the best. It doesn't show you in the best light." That's what we're about. So, right. um, I really wanted to help people because I never had that growing up. Um, we had to figure out everything on our on our own, and it was really it's really hard when you're by yourself in a city like Toronto. Mm. It's really hard. I know everywhere it's hard, but Toronto was the the hard until recently. It was the hardest. So, uh, really, really. I really like that what I'm doing and I'm glad that I can help that. So uh, that's why I started it. Yeah. Now, how, now how do you take your own, first of all, do you take your own advice and how does it work with you being an artist as well? 
So take my own advice as what? As far <laughs> as um, as far as like social media management, tr- media training, uh, EPKs, you know, all those things. Do you do you take your own advice as far as like? Hey, you shouldn't be doing this, or hey, your website looks like this, or vice versa. Oh. You know what I mean? Those type of things. Oh, a hundred percent. I I don't post anything without it being approved by at least three people. Mm-hmm. I have a whole because we have a a whole team. We will all sit down gotcha. and plan out the next. We have the we have the next eight months planned out for most of our artists. Okay, already whether it comes to them dropping singles or a project or photo shoots, music videos that we've like, we've like listed down, you know, uh, we have a few guys on here that sit down and we really put it all together so that we're not out here looking crazy. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I take the same advice. I don't just move on my own because I'm an artist. I definitely, uh, I don't do that. I've seen (laughs) how that goes. I've seen how egos mess up good people a hundred percent. Not wanting to take advice, thinking that you're better than everybody. Even so, listen, you watch the entertainment world right now some artists mm-hmm. and some actors you're like someone take away their phone somebody take away their phone Big they bag. need they need somebody to be holding their phone right now and speaking on their behalf because they look crazy right now <laughs> that, that, that's fact so, so, yes. <laughs> media training does not stop no matter how big you are you know unless you're beyonce and you just you're just made for it Otherwise than that, media training is not, is that should never stop for some people. (laughs) Never stop. (laughs) Exactly. Because some people think they don't need it, but, you know, at the end of the day, everyone needs media training. A hundred percent. There's some people right now, I wish their phones were taken away from them. (laughs) They are saying too much, and I just wish that they would just, just stop. <laughs> because there's a way you can say it. You can. There's ways you can say things the way you really want to say it without even coming across the way some people, you know, may find it. Like it's just, it's just other ways around it. Like you can still be yourself, but you don't have to be like in there. Like you know what I mean. Like it's just, yeah. it's, it's a lot. It's a lot when it comes to people that, especially some people that are in the streets still. For the artists yeah. that are still in the streets that are trying to transition to this thing called entertainment and can't get out 100%. of that fast life, they can't get out of the 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 streets itself. It, it just comes back and it it's just it comes back to haunt them. And I think that's 100%. that's where we're also lacking with those that are coming in the game. You know, and they they have that street life. They still are, have that mentality of I'm in the streets. I'm from the streets. I can go back to my home, you know, my my city. I can go back and do these things. But you know, certain there's certain ways you have to move, and you know what I mean. And it's just also you have to have room to grow. If you don't have yeah. room to grow or want to grow, then that's that's where that disconnect for a lot of people come. And exactly. Um, and and can you talk a little bit about? I know. Um, you you have something dealing with like the mental health men's mental health. I think I read it on your um yes. your uh Instagram page. It says men's My mental project. health and relationships. And then yes. um, talk a little about a little bit about that as well as your newest project. You 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 <laughs> <laughs> That's so, a good sound bite. <laughs> it is. It is. So so the project Youth, um, it's been in development for the past two years. It started with a song called Anxiety, 
Uh, shout out to Brando Beats. He's the one that really, he sent me the first beat. And once I heard this beat, I just, he's from New York, um, a producer that I, I managed. Mm-hmm. Um, he sent me this beat and I just felt like, okay, this beat is giving me a, a feeling. Mm-hmm. And then I thought about the feeling. And uh, at that time, my sister, because I was a younger sister, she was going through something and she had she kept saying the word anxiety. Mm-hmm. And I started to meet people and they're talking to me about they're having anxiety. And this is right before the pandemic. And the pandemic hit. And of course, we know that was just, that we're was still going through show. it. Excuse me. Exactly. Language, but right. <laughs> exactly. So that, uh, that, that was, people started to really talk about anxiety and mental health and they can't go to the gym anymore and they, they can't go out and they you're can't stuck at home with it. Yeah. Exactly. And so uh, the project started to write itself. Um, over time, I started to speak to, to more and more people, especially men, about how they're feeling at home and they're, they're stuck and they can't go to the gym to release aggression or right. they're stuck at home with, with uh, whether they have roommates or they're living with their girlfriend or they're with like whomever. And, you know, a lot of these uh, conversations start to happen over the time I started, started getting calls. And um, some of my friends start to really go through uh, a lot of like dark times. Um, and I start to see changes in people. People are pulling away. People are acting different. And mm-hmm. you go to check on them and people are just telling you, hey, I try to commit suicide. Wow. And I'm sitting here like, what? I just talked to you a few days ago and you were completely fine. Mm-hmm. What's going on? Um, other friends suffering from depression. Another friend stuck on drugs. Uh, people couldn't go out anymore. So they're at home trying to escape. So what are they doing? They're taking drugs, trying to get yeah. their mind off things. And, you know, not everybody can just take a drug and keep it moving. People right. get addicted. People have, you know, people are, are, are coping with things. You know, we don't know family trauma, um, you know, child tra- childhood trauma, things that are going that are going on that they have no idea how to deal with. And a lot of men will be in relationships. And of course, there's a stigma around, you know, manning up and being a man. And, you know, you don't, don't cry. Or I'm a beat. Don't you. cry. Mm-hmm. Don't don't let a woman know that you're sad right now. Or, you know, and as I start to have these conversations and open up and talk to more men, I realize that a lot of men are mm-hmm. suffering silently, but they'll never say it because speaking about your emotions makes you a bitch mm-hmm. technically that's what that's what mm-hmm. we've grown up on right mm-hmm. i grew up on the whole man up even in church it was the man up you wow. know i thought i hurt myself it's like you get up bro you good like no i want to cry but i can't cry because everyone's looking at me <laughs> you know <laughs> i gotta pretend that i'm good but i'm really just not um and so <laughs> and so over time after having these conversations and realizing that you know, you you tell them maybe if you if, if your boy came to you and said, "Yeah, man, my girl's abusing abusing you." Most times, man would be like, "Bro, you, you bro, tripping. man, what are you talking about she <laughs> abusing you? We, yeah, you a punk? So you mean?" Yeah, <laughs> so yeah. That's the vibe. But a lot of times, uh, abuse doesn't necessarily mean physical, mm. right? Uh, abuse can be you saying, "Nigga, you ain't shit," yeah. as much as possible, or. Uh, you're you're working on nine to five when this guy's out here. He's a baller. He's a boss. Or, yeah, comparing you know, to someone else, right? Uh, it could be it could be one of those those things where a guy just wants to feel safe to tell you that he went through something and yeah. like, he tries to do that, but you're too busy getting mad at him for something else or not making him feel like there's a safe a safe place for him 
to just open up. Men are not vulnerable like that. Mm. It takes men longer time to really speak about how they feel. A woman might feel comfortable with you and within uh, three, four months, she's telling you her life story. But a man might take a year and then they get upset because we're not opening up the way that that, that you guys do. Mm -hmm. And it's kind of like, just give us time. We need to feel safe because a lot of times men will tell you the most vulnerable things and in an argument, it gets thrown back in your face. Mm. And that cuts way too deep, way too deep. Then they close off and they're like, I'm never telling anybody ever, ever, never again. And then they just get hard. You don't know. You don't know why. <laughs> so I wanted to speak about uh, this, the emotions that men go through in relationships, uh, and so that's what brings back to the project. My first song was anxiety. Yeah. It was it's, about it's a guy. Six songs on there. Yeah, six okay. songs. Yeah. So the first song is anxiety. Yep. Second one is drugs hit. Yep. Um, third one is Laura Winslow. Yep. Fourth. That one I'll talk about. I saw you smile. The fourth one <laughs> is the wanna feel. <laughs> the fifth one is try to leave, and the and the sixth one is text back. So anxiety is pretty much I'm talking about a guy who just got out of a relationship, a situationship, and he's trying to find himself, and he's just remembering everything that happened in the relationship, um, and it's giving him an anxiety, uh, and that's that's coupled with everything that's going on in his life already. Mm-hmm. Right, as a man, you gotta provide, you gotta work, you gotta do this, you gotta do that. You got, especially as a black man, you gotta worry about things that other men don't have to worry about. You know, mm-hmm. just going outside and you want to jog and a cop's following you, and that's a whole other thing. Big but anxiety—that's a real thing. It's a real thing and in the states. I can't imagine how you guys feel down there, man. All, all, all when uh, when Trump was in office, probably had bear anxiety. So you know, that yeah. time should have been. Big, it, <laughs> big back listen, then. we are a commonwealth. <laughs> So we are, it's nothing but the government here. So listen, it's it's crazy out here. So I made that song anxiety and I shot, I actually shot a music video for that, which I'm trying to figure out when I'm going to drop it. Just waiting Uh for, waiting for people to let me know. I, I, I put up a um, post on it recently. To see what people are saying, and they all want—they all. I did see that the one that said coming. Yeah, they want want me to drop it, so you know. Yeah. Uh, The second song, "Drugs Hit." uh, That's pretty much just the whole part of that whole song is even after you take, you know, whether whether you smoke or you do whatever drug you do. I'm not judging. Mm -hmm. I'm not saying it's right either, but do your thing. But people do it and they get addicted, and I just want to let people know that even when you. Take your drug to escape from reality. At the end of the day, nothing has changed in your life. Mm. So you're going to keep doing it, keep getting that feeling and chasing that feeling without actually dealing with the problem in your life. It says the pain don't leave when the drugs hit, and that's facts. Just because you feel good in that moment, when you come down from that high, your reality is still exactly what it is. Yeah. Um, after that, I have a song called Laurel Winslow. <laughs> Anybody who was born in the 80s or the, or the 90s, would really love that song um but see the song is i took a dark a dark um i'd say spin on that song so of course if you watch that Family that matters you know steve urkel yes he loves himself some laura he loves himself some laura (laughs) right um but laura didn't like steve laura wanted steve to be somebody else so Mm. steve ended up taking a potion and creating a machine to turn into somebody else. The thing is, is he was still, he was still Steve Urkel. He was still physically Steve. He just had to take uh, a a serum to change. And I, I, I equate that to when dudes 
drink alcohol to to have liquid courage. Mm. They don't feel like they can speak to a girl just as is. And so they do something, alter something to try and get her attention. Now, Steve was a good guy. He was a scientist. He was brilliant. He loved Laura with all of his heart. He cared for her. He was there for her, but he was friend-zoned the entire time. He was friend-zoned. And he didn't feel like he was good enough. He, he, He couldn't be the, he couldn't, be Stefan and swag up on his own. He had to literally change everything just to get this one girl to actually love him the way that he loved her. Mm. And as much as that was fun and entertaining and we loved it, it was a great show, the message behind that is terrible. Mm. It's terrible. He had to do all that just to gain her approval. And even after that, when he finally did become Stefan and Stefan became a ladies' man and yeah. everyone loved Stefan, then Laura wasn't, Laura wasn't even that happy because then all these girls wanted him. And then he was giving attention to all these girls. And so she wanted him to become this guy. And then when he became that guy, he still wasn't good enough because Mm. now he has attention from these ladies. But Laura, I thought that's what you wanted. I thought you wanted it. So why don't you go back to the guy who loved you for exactly who you were? He had no eyes for anyone else but you. But that guy was not good enough. So that's what that song's about, being stuck in the friend zone. Um, And then uh, after that is what Don't Don't Want to Feel. It's pretty much when you get into the relationship. So after you are friend zoned and you finally get to get into this relationship, uh, and you guys are going through your emotions, it's a relationship that you should never have been in in the first place. Mm. A lot of us get into relationships that we should never be in, whether we're lonely, whether we're chasing something, whether we see something, or a lot of. And I say this: a lot of women like to date potential, and that's a good thing, but eventually, you know, you got to realize that sometimes, you know, you you want to. Change this man who ain't changing, you know, and vice versa. Um, a lot of men do the same thing. Well, yeah. we don't say it, but we do. You're not you're stuck in a relationship that you do not belong in Thanks. whatsoever, right? And so you don't want to feel certain emotions, and that's the kind of that's where that song talks about. That then try to leave is about a lot of songs are always about um, domestic violence and mm. women trying to escape because women are trying to leave and the man, and that happens. I've, I've seen it firsthand, but I decided to take an approach where a man's trying to leave, but he can't leave. Not necessarily because she's standing at the door with her hands crossed, but she's doing things that make him stay even when he knows he shouldn't. Mm. So um, doing things like, like trapping you and getting you pregnant on purpose, or doing things like saying, I'm going to kill myself if you leave me. Or if you do this, I'm going to do this. Or if you leave me, I'm going to do this to myself or do that. That happens a lot more than people like to admit. Certain arguments where uh, you want to just be done with the person and they're sending you paragraphs and it's like insults and and they're talking bad about you and they're going off and I'm going to tell this person this and my girl thought you ain't shit in the first place and all that stuff. Like, Mm -hmm. so trying to leave and then you, as a guy, you're just like, oh, you know what? I'm just, you know, I don't even want to deal with this. Let me just, now you're staying in a relationship you're trying to leave but you can't leave right um and then finally the last song text back is when you finally leave and you're just like f this person i've done with you and so the person sends you uh a long message because they might you know might have seen you and you just don't text back but you 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 know those ones where you type Mm -hmm. and you type Mm -hmm. and you type and then you read it back and you're like i can't send this Mm -hmm. you delete it Mm -hmm. that's the whole the whole text back is that you don't text back after they send you a paragraph and you want to go in, but you just never respond. Mm. But you say it to yourself in your head. So that's the whole, that's the whole project. Mm. <laughs> 
Shout out to that. Thank you. Thank you. Thank Shout you. out to that. So how did you come up with the project name? Um, so um, like I said, in Toronto, also in the UK, uh, they like to say when they're talking about someone that's younger than you, you'll be like, yo, you're a little youth. What's wrong with this youth? Right? This means this younger person, right? And so when I was thinking about uh, the project, I forgot who I was speaking to. And they were like, what's wrong with these youth these days? They're so emotional. And then I just sat there with that mindset. And I said, these youth these days are so emotional. These youth these days are so emotional. You underestimate these emotions. And that was it. That was it. Just like that. It just came to me. And I was like, all right, perfect. Because that's what we say out here. And uh, because it's like our our slang, uh, it, it really just took off. And I was like, oh, this is perfect. So youth is because I want to speak to the youth that are going through these things. And then, you know, you underestimate these emotions that, that you know, they go through. And it right. starts from when you're younger. It starts from high school times, you know. So that's how the whole the whole name, the name of the project came together. And it so, just dropped on the 21st, correct? It dropped on the 21st, which was my birthday, yes. Oh, happy birthday. Yeah. birthday. <laughs> thank you, thank you. <laughs> my birthday i thought like you know is that what scorpio if i'm not mistaken scorpio yes, yes, yes scorpio family my birthday scorpio. also October 24th baby okay okay we out here we out here so um leave the culture or leave this thing called entertainment with a word of advice well no first first before before you before we do that walk us through the day in the life of vaughn Wayne. Oh man, uh, the day in the life of Vaughn is literally just at the studio 24-7. Whether it's for myself, because I write for a lot of artists as well. Okay. Okay. So whether okay. artists are sending me, they're sending me like, here, can you um, can you time this out for me? Can you write a hook for me? Mm-hmm. Can you write this verse for me? What do you think about this? Can we work on this? I appreciate JoJo. Um, yeah, we really uh, sit down and go through all that. So every day, like even right now, I'm supposed to be at the studio I'm like, I have an interview with you, and I'm like, I'm not missing this, <laughs> not missing this. But as soon as I, as soon as I get off, get off, get off this call with you, I'm heading straight there, right? So yes. <laughs> that's really the day in the life, whether it's writing or in the studio. I mean, as a starving artist, that's really all. You wake all up, you, go to the studio. Oh, wake, wake up, up and yeah, yeah, you know, we don't have the luxury yet of living in the in the mansion and you know being able to just do that completely. So you gotta, you gotta struggle. You gotta write. You gotta be in it. I don't care if you have a job. You can work work nights, make sure you're writing all day. You work, mm. You're going to lose some sleep. But Find your end goal and what you want is way more worth it. So, Big yeah, sense. that's a day in the life is literally... But even now, as I'm talking to you on my on my other phone here, I'm getting a bunch of messages like, "Hey, <laughs> this phone, yeah, yeah, here's this, you know, so <laughs> here's this verse. What do you think about this?" So, <laughs> well, we we don't have much time left, so we're gonna get you, get you up out of here. But yeah, leave the culture or this thing called entertainment <clears throat> with some words of advice from you, and um, yeah, pretty much. And then we're gonna move on to the top five. I have two um two questions for you, and then if you have anything for access exclusive access which is you know giving out um just some advice and i word i'm some advice lord jesus giving out something that you haven't given out to to the um to the media and then we're going to do shout out social media last words and final question which is the question of the day so go ahead <laughs> okay 
So my advice that I would leave would definitely be, I think we covered it earlier, would be, uh, you know what? Find yourself a really good team. Find yourself a really good team, a team that supports you, a team that can. So we have we have a guy named Captured by Chris Christian. He handles all of our of our videos, our visuals, our artwork. Um, he's amazing. Uh, this, uh, this guy named Dwayne, he writes, he helps us with ideas. We have our management. So surround, as an artist starting out, surround yourself with at least five people that believe in you, that truly believe in you. I don't care about having 20,000 fans if none of them really believe in, you know, five friends that believe in you or if they're not your friends or the people that you trust that mm-hmm. can can do any of those things. They, they can tell you when you're whack. They can tell you that that song sounds terrible. They can tell you that you need to work on your writing or that that key is off and don't put that out. Uh, that your visual looks terrible and people are going to make fun of you. You know, you need to have a team that supports you. That is my biggest advice. I don't, everything else, because everything else falls under that. Mm-hmm. If you um, are looking for beats, you have a team, they'll help you out. If you're looking for visuals, you have a team, they'll help you out. If you're looking for, you know, you, you want to sign a contract, you have a team, they might know a lawyer, they might have somebody. I, I think that a team as an as a artist starting out is literally, that is the number one thing I'll tell any artist. Find yourself a team mm-hmm. that you can stick to. All the biggest people love to have their team from their original you know, home. Yeah. Rihanna kept her, kept her same friends. Drake kept his same friends. LeBron James kept the same people. The most successful people tend to surround themselves with the originals. Yeah. And so find yourself an original cast. That's mm. what I would say. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you so much. And we're going to move on to the top five, which is five. It's supposed to be five questions, but today I only have two. Um, okay. that are catered to you and then like I said we're going to move on to the shout outs and our last final um, question of the day so um, top so top five advice for those dealing with mental health issues top five yeah. advice yeah. Um, I would say number one Don't be afraid to get help. Mm. I think that the stigma of, especially around amongst Black people, going, we ain't going no there. We ain't talking no stranger about our problems. Yeah. That needs to change 100%. Don't feel embarrassed that you might be going through something you need someone to speak to. Seek professional help. I know that there's a, a, it's a, there's a whole thing in the Black community about that, mm-hmm. uh, especially when it comes to men. Get out of that. That's number one. And number two, I say for other people, don't assume that people, and this is from me, I'm taking my own advice, don't assume that people around you are okay. Check on people. It it takes nothing to say, hey, I was thinking about you, what's up? You know, you, you know how many times people think of somebody, but they don't make that call or, or send that text? Mm-hmm. For whatever reason it is, I've, I've now learned that in the moment, if, if something pops, pops into my mind, automatically I'm like, oh, okay, cool. Michael, boom. Let me just text Michael right now. You know, Sasha, boom, let me just text her. Because it's like, oh, I'm thinking about this person. I'll hit him up later. It could be too late. Mm. You never know what someone's going through. You never know that one text could be the text that makes them put down those pills that they're about to swallow. You absolutely never know. I have a friend. I'll, I'll say this one quickly. I have a friend who died in 2018. 
2018, he died from an overdose, uh, heroin overdose. Mm. How did he get into that? He got into that because of the relationship he was in. He was in a relationship with this uh, with this female. She was going through the most. She used drugs, cocaine, and heroin to, to, to cope. cope with her life. Mm-hmm. And she wanted him to experience that with her. They went too far, got addicted. She ended up dying. So when he decided to kick his habit, um, he cut her off. And he said, I'm done with you. I'm, I'm done with this. I'm going to get clean. Didn't talk to her for about a week. Um, in that week, she called him 112 times. Um, and when he finally picked it up, when he finally picked up the phone to listen to those messages, she had killed, she had overdosed and killed herself. And he never even knew that, right? So that, of course, put him into a spiral. Of course. And he didn't, that didn't help out with him. I didn't know any of this was going on, by the way. And um, he was going, you know, in and out, back and forth, back and forth, and trying to get clean, trying to get clean. But some some habits when you when you when you when you can't you can't kick it. And uh, long story short, he ended up um, dying from an overdose in fentanyl, right? Wow. Uh, so I've lost people due to these drugs. I've lost people due to mental health illness. I've lost people, and so it really all it takes for you to say, "Hey, how you doing? I'm thinking about you. What's going Thanks. on?" You know, so I would tell. So for if you feel away, go get help. And if you might not feel away, but you know people, hit them up and see how they're doing. Facts. Big facts. Yeah, that's my advice. Big facts. My, wow. those are my two. Yeah, yeah. All right. So, um, top five moments in your career so far. Top five moments in my career. Um. Number one, opening for Kirk Franklin. Mm. That was dream come true. Being able to talk with him, sit with him, chill with him backstage and on, on numerous occasions. That's that's number one for me. Uh, especially back then, that was like huge. That was my first like biggest encounter with a celebrity mm-hmm. was, was Uncle Kirk. So I like that. Um, I'd say my second biggest moment was my perform my uh, my concert with uh, Malice. We did a concert in Toronto where we uh, we opened for him. That was huge. Um, and then, of course, the behind the scenes, being able to sit with him, talk with him, you know, do a song with him, yes. uh, hear stories about Malice, um, about um, Pusha T, and, you know, he called Pharrell, and he's talking about Connie, you know, like hearing all those stories and stuff. That was amazing. We spent three days with him. We, we, we spent three days with him, and that was really, you know, getting that approval from him especially because it was a duo at that point, myself and uh, my boy Kadeem. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he was like, yo, you guys remind me of me and my brother. That's like, what? That's crazy. Yeah, you know I mean? So that was big. Uh, that was a huge moment for, for us as well. Um, my third biggest moment was being on, I'll, I'll group, I'll separate them, being on Hot 97 Summer Jam. That was amazing. Wow. That was great. That was Amazing, and then being played on uh, on Tony Tone's uh, radio station on um, Hot ninety seven. Mm-hmm. That was great. Number four would be being on Vibe magazine. That was another big moment. And doing all this, doing all this from Toronto, and being like uh, going to the Vibe magazine uh, headquarters and all that. That's huge. That wasn't done before. Right. Um, that was big. And then I say my my fifth biggest would be. Mm, 
I have to, oh man, I have so many now I'm thinking about it more. No, I yeah. still, I still say one of my other biggest moments was, mm, trying to think of a big one. I'd say, I'd say, um, <laughs> I'd say, uh, being able to learn and, and, um, and really get advice from our boy Wanda. Um, he's oh. uh, a very, very, very close friend of mine, um, working, you know, sending him my stuff, hearing his feedback, and then everyone that he works with, uh, like I am Don Mills and like Yogi, and there's so there's so many producers that are under him that I've been able to like connect with and work with all independently uh, has been a dream come true. Uh, he's he's put me in rooms with some of the biggest people uh, you can imagine, yeah. um, and okay, and then I'll say a sixth a sixth one that yes. was great, still attached to Boy Wonder was. When he uh, took me to, uh, which I forgot what the concert was called, but it was when Juice World performed. Juice World performed. I got to meet Juice World and talk to him and talk to him about working on some stuff and everything. And then shortly after that, you know, uh, he passed. But the reason why I brought him up is because he passed because of drugs, right? Mm -hmm. His music was heavily influenced by sadness, uh, emotion, um, drug-influenced music. And so being able to speak to him and then seeing his outcome of his very young life is what really like gets me, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm happy to meet that young man a hundred percent. He was great. Uh, and so I think, yeah, those are the moments that stick out to me uh, most in my life. Mm-hmm. Yes. RIP juice. Yes. So, R. Yeah. Juice. Um, <clears throat> but like I said, we are coming to a close and I appreciate you for coming through so Hollywood the podcast and blessing us with your presence uh after we do an interview I always say we friends now so if you ever need anything um here in Virginia or whatever I can help with just let me know because I'm always connecting the dots um with someone yeah, and that's that. what I love to do is connect people with one another especially if their aura is good especially if their well, work ethic is good your energy is amazing you are you are a great ball of energy I, I really do I, I enjoyed this 100%. I'm Thank glad you. I got K Locks in together. I'm really happy because, you know, I'm definitely working with you in the future. You're, Thank you're you. great. Thank you so you're much. Great. I aim to, like I said, this the platform I have is just, it strips you from being anything other than human. And so that's what I really, really like about it. And, um, you know, you can be the biggest person in the world, the president or whatever, and you're still going to be 100%. a human on this show. Yep. So, Definitely. like I said, I really appreciate it. Um, you can go ahead and give your shout outs, your social media, and then I have one final question for you, which is our question of the day. And then you can introduce your song, and I can play a little a snippet because they, you know, they got to go stream it because I, you know, I don't want to um, get in that stream. There you, you know what I mean? <laughs> there you go. There you go. So yeah, go ahead, and give your shout outs and uh, social media. Man, I'm just uh want to shout out uh, everyone that came through. Man, I, I see a lot of names in here. Yo, M3, which is my publishing, Von mm-hmm. Wayne Corp. You know, Jojo, I see you. Uh, Kate, thank you for doing this. Uh, uh, Woodland, uh, Nicole, thank you for supporting so so heavily. Uh, all my artists, I think I shouted them out already before, so that's good. Christian, I see you out here doing your thing. Um, again, uh, Dana, I already had her opportunity. Big support, big help. Uh, Joe Jez was in here. He's a huge Afro beat artist is about to be one of the next biggest things ever um if i missed you i think i shout out everybody that, that that came through if i missed you i'm sorry i'll be doing more interviews so i'll touch you out another time but sure. thank you so much uh my name is ron wayne 
uh, and my, uh, I think it's up there up top, it at Sirvon Wayne on uh, Instagram. It's S-I-R-V-O-N-N-E-W-A-Y-N-E. That's my Instagram. Please follow. Follow me on Spotify, just Von Wayne. Uh, help me get my streams up. Help the world hear this this um, this music. Yeah, for sure. Appreciate it's it. really, really dope. It's angelic. I will put it Thank in you. those words. <laughs> and last Thank but you. not least, uh, the question of the day is, what bothers you about the industry and what will be your your solution to help fixing it? Um, what bothers me about the industry is uh, gatekeepers. Mm. That's a real thing. There are definitely people that sit up top, whether they are other artists, producers, or, um, you know, just like, executives that mm-hmm. want their people to make it and if you're not in that circle yeah. it's very hard for you to get in yeah. uh my boys and i we call it the circle jerk <laughs> if you're not a part of that circle jerk you ain't getting in you gotta be a part of that and you have to always you know bow down to all these people that okay. came before you and stuff and i understand like respect but you know we should be able to everyone should be able to eat there shouldn't be a thing where you're blocking people because you're like, nah, I don't want this person to get on. So I'm going to tell this person not to work with them. I'm going to stop this, this blessing of theirs. Or I'm going to I'm gonna tell this um, venue not to let you perform here. Or not to get you on this um, like bill or whatever. Like That's what I think should stop in the industry. And just let talent do its thing, man. Stop trying to bring other people down. So that's mm-hmm. my biggest thing that I would say. I appreciate yeah. that. I appreciate that. And make sure you guys follow me, the host, Miss Hollywood, M-I-S-S <laughs> Hollywood 313. <laughs> follow the podcast. So Hollywood, the podcast, you can catch the latest episode on my Instagram page and rewatch on YouTube here shortly. Um, I'm a one woman band right now. So just bear with me. All the changes you see they're they're being made as we go so hey it is what it is and whenever you come to the states and come to virginia i want you to perform in the green room is another part of my show where i give artists the opportunity to perform one song and then i put it also on my spotify playlist so you know i'm just trying to do what i can for the artists you know in this area as well as other areas but i my main focus is va because we have so much talent here and it's being overlooked and I just want to be some type of staple in this thing called entertainment. And so, um, yeah. We'll, and also, go ahead, go ahead. Go ahead. To, add, to add to that, um, if you have any VA artists that you know that, whether R&B singers, rappers or whatever, I would love to, to I'm all down for connecting. So mm. if you know anybody, please let me know or let them know or I'm not against working with anybody. I'm, sure. I'm all for it. So. 100%. Thank you, Kay. Shout out to Kay once again. Um, and you can also check my interview out with her. Uh, it is available now. So go on, on her page and click the link in her bio and you'll be able to see that. And that was my first interview in a long time. And it, I've really exposed a lot of things about myself. And it, this uh, platform also helps me with my mental health. And so um, okay. I just want to I just want to put that out there because, you know, conversations need to be had, even if it's about entertainment, even if it's not about entertainment. It's just the way, you know, you communicate and we communicate throughout our lives and, and you know, just keep doing what you're doing um, and keep putting your foot on a next. <laughs> and I'm going to connect you to whomever you need to connect with. And um, if there's anything else that you would like to say, go ahead and say it now. If not, um, I'm going to play my sound bite and we're going to get up out of here. <laughs> yeah, go ahead. Say the, the soundbite. I appreciate everything you said. Thank oh, you. I love it. Love it. Love it.
I like my sound bites. <laughs> I appreciate you guys for tuning in. Make sure you guys follow the page, like, share, subscribe. Um, if there was a love button, love it too. So, um, yeah, just, just make sure y'all, if y'all have any, any mental health issues, please get yourself checked out. And I'm an advocate of, of, you know, talking through it and, and, and dealing with it instead of just sweeping it under the rug. Cause too yeah. many people are dying these days and, you know, I'm, I want to live at least till I'm a hundred or so. So keep it up. <laughs> and I appreciate, <laughs> I appreciate you. And if nobody else tells you, keep it up, keep it up, keep it up and keep it up. Um, but until next time, I don't know who's going to be on my next episode. Just keep following me and we're going to get up out this thing. Thank you again. Peace up. A okay. town down. Thank you. Have a good night. Thank you. Appreciate it. Make sure Take you care. shout me on shout me out on your rap not your raps. On your angelic uh uh I, I wanna use some big words but I can't <laughs> just shout me out and I'm gonna see you next time. Thank you guys for tuning in to another episode of So Hollywood the Podcast. Appreciate it, thank you. Have a good night. You too. Hey. So Hollywood. So Hollywood. So Hollywood. Hey, hey, is it me or is it hot in here? I think it's hot in here, baby. Is it me or is it hot in here? Uh, peace up, A Town Down. What up, everybody? It's your girl, Marquita, but they like to call me Who Miss Hollywood. You are now listening to Von Wayne Anxiety. I've got anxiety, try to be kind of me. You keep it up, you gon' see different sides of me. See what I lie to me. Saying they rap for me, please stop reminding me. Losing my mind on me. Good looking fine of me, panic mode, smoke tree. Then I hit you with the IE, with the IE. I don't wanna be alone, but I wanna be alone. When I'm all up in the zone, don't want no one in my zone. Wanna go out, but I'd rather be at home. Try to hit me on the phone. I don't text back, you get vexed, then you hit my other phone. How'd you get my other phone? Yeah, nah. I get lost in the days, crossfire with the gaze, claw Leonard with the fade, long nights on my days. Don't rush me, so fussy. Try to get me on the lay, but you lazy with the lay. You were good the other day, now you feel a type of way. What can I say? I've got anxiety, try to be kind of me. You keep it up, you gon' see different sides of me. See where that lie to me. Saying they rap for me, please stop reminding me. Losing my mind on me. You're looking fine on me, panic mode, smoke tree. Then I hit you with the IE, with the IE. I don't need an answer who, what, where, why, when. We are just friends. You a girl from the end. Think it's time that we end. Cause you a lot. East girls wanna plot. West girls. Make sure you stream the latest.
songs, single, and EP on all of your favorite streaming platforms. Ute. You Underestimate These Emotions by Von Wayne. To be a guest on So Hollywood the Podcast, just email So Hollywood the Podcast at gmail.com or follow me on Instagram, So Hollywood the Podcast and MISS Hollywood 313. Looking to book your next studio session? Contact Session 420 at www.greenleafgang.com.